Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. It is such an honor to have you here with me again today. I really appreciate your time. And I hope you're having a fantastic week, by the way. Hopefully, this episode is going to make your week just a tiny bit better. That's the goal. And I believe it will, because we are talking with Charlie Baxter, who is the host of the popular The British English Podcast, and also Real English with Real Teachers on YouTube. So you can check out him everywhere you like in the description. I'll put his links in the show notes as always. But yeah, chances are if you like podcasts and you like British podcasts, then you may have come across his before. And hopefully we're going to be learning a little bit more about him today. So we're going to be talking about his life in Australia and maybe some things that he misses about life in the UK and all kind of things about culture and all that kind of good stuff. And then over on the private episode today, basically I asked Charlie some quick fire questions where they're totally random. A lot of them are about travel or morning routines and stuff like that. So that will be on the private version of the podcast today, which you can access by becoming a member at Level Up English Members. So again, there will be a link in your podcast description if you want to learn more about that. But again, just to remind you, this is where you can get regular group classes where you can talk to me, you can get pronunciation training, writing practice, IELTS exam courses, podcast transcripts, so you can read all of the subtitles for every podcast if you find it difficult to keep up with my words. And all of that is available for £10 a month, and that is at levelupenglish.school. And there will be a members button right at the top that you can click to find out more or join if you want to. Okay, I will say goodbye to my intro now. That was a weird way of wording it, but I'll leave my intro here and we'll get into the main episode with Charlie. So I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the podcast. I am delighted to be joined today by Charlie Baxter from the British English podcast, right? So how, are you, how right. are you doing? That's right. The British English podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very good. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, yeah. It's an honor for the the one and only British podcast, but um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe could you give us a bit of an introduction as to who you are, where you are and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm not the only podcaster that does British English. I am currently even outside of the UK. I'm a hypocrite. I'm in Australia. I'm in Sydney at the moment. I got here two and a half years ago. Before that, I was in Germany. But yeah, I've been teaching for seven or eight years now. Started off, um, I started off actually in Chile teaching um, online. So I was sent all the way to Chile and went to Santiago. And then I was teaching people from all different countries online. So that confused me a little bit, which led me to teach in my own bedroom online. And then that led to a a business 
um, doing videos on YouTube and stuff, not just me in my bedroom. Um, I went out to London and did street interviews with my best friend, Harry. And uh, yeah, we did a YouTube channel. We've done it for the last five or six years. And then I started doing the British English podcast when I came to Australia. Um, yeah, a year and a half ago. That's amazing. That's so cool. So maybe you started a bit like me then, because I think most teachers will start teaching in a classroom, in a school and then transition to online. But you started from online right at the beginning then. I did. Yeah, there were a couple of, you know, normal classes that I was doing and I, I did enjoy them. Um, but I think I, I thought the online world was so convenient for both me and the learner it was the way that I was, I was going to go. And I was obsessed with traveling at the time. And I wanted to do my job while I was really obsessed with doing my job and living in an Airbnb going up and down the coast of Chile. That was my dream. And I, I managed it actually. A couple of months later, I had hired an Airbnb and I was on the, the side of the balcony looking over a beautiful setting. And I was talking to a very interesting student and I was like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> you, you were telling me this at the perfect moment because six months of this year, I'm going to be doing the exact same thing, Airbnb for half of the year while teaching. So I'm really looking forward to it. Amazing. Where are you going? Oh, lots. Of, I'm, I'm going to be America. Um, I'm planning to go to Georgia as well, the country of Georgia. A little bit, little bit of everywhere. So I'm really excited. Wow. What? So that doesn't line up geographically Georgia and America <laughs> yeah, a little bit a little bit around the world I don't know why I've picked these places but it's what they look did you go you know did you go to the flight center and they gave you this itinerary of going to America and then Georgia <laughs> like, yeah. it's just places that I've always wanted to go to I've just like ticked them off one by one right okay where else would you like to go um I'm also going to yeah really random countries actually now that I think of it Albania is one wow um I'm planning as well to go to Greece, maybe a bit later. I haven't booked that yet. Okay. But yeah, quite a few, quite a few ones lined up. I mean, have, where else have you done um, Airbnb? So have you done it in other countries before as well? We should be sponsored, shouldn't we? I, I, I uh, well, I, I then got into a relationship with my now fiance and she was living a steady life. She was living in Ohio in America, even though she's British. And then, um, yeah, she's kind of made me less um, airbnb -E, if we can add that suffix to that word. <laughs> airbnb -E. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's normally trips now, trips we go on. But... So kind of less nomadic, if you like. Exactly. That's much better than Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good tip for English learners. If you want to make an adjective, just add an E on the end of any noun and it, it might work. Definitely. Yeah. It can get you out of some <laughs> awkward situations sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, so when was the last time you actually lived in the UK? How long ago was it now? Uh, probably just after uni. So 2013. Yeah. yeah. Almost a decade then. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're going back, though. We're going to go back at Christmas and start a new chapter in London. Oh, fantastic. Oh, London. That's where I am now. Cool. Okay. Whereabouts? Nice. Any any reason London? Oh, I'm, I'm in Bromley now. Okay. Ah, yeah. Um, not for much nice. longer. But... Oh, yeah. Because yeah, of your trip to Georgia or other things? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. Any reason London, or is that where you're from? Or I, I can't quite hit, you know, guess from your accent. Can you guess? Go on. Where would you Where would you put me? Where would you pin me? I mean, your accent sounds quite neutral to me, but you know, it could be. Oh, I don't know. I'm really bad at accents, but I'm thinking like could be Essex or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. More south. Surrey. Surrey. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if I've been to Surrey before, but it's not. I guess it's not far from me. No, not too far. Not too far. Yeah. Okay. No, we're hoping to go to Richmond, but. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, we we like the idea of it, but we don't know how expensive it will be. It'll probably be far too expensive, but yeah, we I live in the, hope. The clue is in the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that, that should be good. Hopefully, you can make that work out. Yeah. I yeah. I wanted to ask you mainly because of your podcast name. Of course, I, I have to ask, like, why do you think people are so interested in the British accent and the British culture and all that kind of stuff? Like. I, I guess a lot of people follow you because of that reason, but do you have any idea why that is? Hmm. Um, I think I, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I didn't start out doing the British English podcast because I thought that necessarily. I thought, okay, I want to do a podcast about culture and I'm British. So, and I'm teaching English at the same time as culture. So it should be probably the British English podcast. Um, but having been outside of the country, I have noticed that we're quite weird. Do you agree? We're quite weird people. Yeah, we have we have our own um, special way of doing things, I suppose. Yes, yes. Um, one thing that I noticed was when um, I... When I'm out in Australia, I, I feel really polite wherever I go. I I don't think I'm too abnormal as a as a you know a person in England, but yeah, I feel very polite whenever I'm out in in Australia. So yeah, that's one thing. But it's it's I think it's the fact that we're like we're we're indirect, but we're not like a Japanese kind of culture because we don't have that respect as much <laughs> so we're polite and indirect but not respectful <laughs> yeah yeah we are yeah and i think that kind of leads to um an interesting mix because we we beat around the bush but at the same time we kind of say what we i don't know if we say what we want we we want to say what we want but we can't so we do it in riddles like I imagine, oh, yeah. I imagine a Japanese person would be very respectful to the point where they might not even send the passive aggressive email, but we would send the passive aggressive email as long as it's got a lot of beating around the bush. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's a perfect expression, the beating around the bush, like you're implying that there's a problem but not actually directly saying it is that a good definition yeah yeah very good yeah 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 not getting to the <laughs> the crux of the problem not getting to the issue yeah and i remember um when we were living in nuremberg germany work um stacy my partner she worked for puma and the german colleagues used to get infuriated with her and the other british workers when they emailed them because they didn't understand what they wanted you know, Germans mm. are quite direct, I think. And and they would just be like, are you are you actually asking for something or are you just 
saying a pointless email, like get to the point kind of thing. So yeah, there's a number of things like that, but yeah, yeah. generally that, I think we're a, really a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, one thing that came to mind, I, I think I'm quite familiar with Japanese culture and I imagine if there was someone being very like noisy on the train, for example, they would be very polite and respectful that they may not even say anything. Um, even though on the inside, they'd probably be really annoyed, but they wouldn't want to show their annoyance. But I think in England, likewise, we, we wouldn't say anything. We wouldn't say, hey, turn that down. But we would just go like, oh, yes. And like make lots of noises to kind of give that feeling without saying it, maybe. Yeah, the disapproving tat. Yeah, we yes. would all say tat in unison, wouldn't we? <laughs> it's funny, yeah, where you, you can tell everyone is angry, but no one says it. And you know everyone's thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I had a word down here that maybe you saw because I wrote it to you before. I wanted to test you on the word anglophile. Have you come across that word before? I think I've heard it. Anglophile. Is that when you're obsessed with Anglo-Saxon things? No? Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's just basically people that love everything British. Like uh, people okay. that are obsessed with British culture, um, Union Jack flag, all that kind of stuff. Um, right right yeah 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 are you an anglophile you know, no i mean i've got flags behind me but i'm not i'm not really i mean I, I like my culture but i think it would be a bit weird for me to be obsessed with my own culture personally yeah yeah although many people are but yeah that's questionable isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm in the same boat as you yeah mm. I mean, have you heard there's also a Japanese word, which is very different, but if people are obsessed with like Japanese culture as well? Oh, I, ha I, I do know that um, many Westerners are obsessed with Japanese culture. Is there a word for it? I mean, there is a word for it. Do I know it? Um, it's a really weird word. No, no, I don't. Can you give me a clue or tell me? <laughs> uh, it starts with we. We... We, 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 we. <laughs> oh yeah kind of <laughs> I, I don't know where it comes from but it's weeaboo 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 oh okay. i have no idea where that comes from but yeah people are obsessed with the like, anime and japan they're weeaboos and mm. i think the english version would be anglophile oh okay yeah 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 File perfect means love right mm. but have you come across like anglophiles maybe as your students or you know any anyone in australia i mean i don't know if australians tend to view brits in a favorable way uh they don't as much as some of my students and uh they don't as much as americans do i imagine you're you've come across that before americans mm -hmm. loving britishness yeah or at least what they perceive to be britishness like <laughs> top hats monocles yeah very true <laughs> yeah exactly although you know if you go to ohio and uh, you go through a pharmacy door called CVS. Um, it's their It's always one person's job to greet you. That in itself, I think, is quite American. But they will always be like, "Oh my God, you're Brit! Oh my God!" <laughs> kind of extreme <laughs> excitement, and you're just like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, I imagine that happens more like out there in the countryside and the less yes. touristy areas yeah yes but yeah australia not so much they might try and impersonate like a standard like um bbc or posh accent but um no that they're, they're kind of smug because they see us as trapped 
on the the mother land um and they're down here in paradise which it is paradise most of the time so yeah it's kind of fair enough that they're a bit smug yeah they've escaped the the cloud and the the fog yeah exactly but yeah uh no i think the those that have the most interest in britain would probably be students from hong kong i think they that's interesting yeah i think they quite like it um i think that i mean obviously i'm just speaking from what i've experienced but a lot of the students that i've had like the fact that they have um a british sort of um side to them their culture and that they're slightly different to the other people around them in mainland China. So they kind of associate themselves with the, the British empire and, mm. and what that comes with and what comes with it. And it made me think about what that means. And I think most people would probably just, you know, they would stereotype with the queen cups of tea and maybe watching a posh sport like cricket or something like that and eating, um, posh little sandwiches with triangles uh, egg and cress or something like that but <laughs> i think from that it might be that it's 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 pulling on like the heritage of the whole colony or the whole colonization and what it did and although there was probably loads of there, you know there was loads of blood attached to it 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 did give quite a lot of infrastructure around the world from what i've been told i'm far from a historian but you know, they say that there was some good roads put in place, <laughs> good maths and healthcare and and democracy as well. Yeah, yeah. Post so, boxes. I see. There's a, they got a lot of like British style post boxes in Hong Kong as well. I think they were all painted green though. Oh, okay. So they've got good mail now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's really interesting. I find it quite unusual, quite strange, because I've got some like Hong Kong students, especially the younger ones. And I've helped them with their homework in the past. And they'll have what I see is really obscure topics for homework. Like they'll be learning about, you know, Victorian England and Shakespeare and stuff that I feel is not as relevant on the other side of the world. I mean, I'm sure they've got like other kind of more local history and local topics they could be learning. But I think a lot of the topics seem to be very, very British, which I find quite strange. I don't know about you. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I have a lot of Russians that study very old literature as well. And, you know, I, I have to like nod and go be very enthusiastic with the idea of reading all of that stuff. And I did read some of it in school, but it's not it's not something that I, I pick up, you know, just for some joy on a Sunday or anything like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I wanted to ask you, since moving to Australia, you said it, it's been seven years or two years, two and a half years? Yeah, two and a half years in Australia. Yeah, I got, I got that bit right. Okay, nice. um, so since, since moving there, have you noticed anything, any, anything more about your own culture? So British culture, have you noticed there's anything that, you know, you've realized anything that seems strange now that you've been there? I mean, we mentioned directness already, but anything else stand out to you? Like how different? you are maybe from a lot of the people around you now? Um, I would say that Australia is probably closer to British culture than the others that I've been to. So okay. it doesn't 
it doesn't strike me so much here. But the people that I meet who are Aussies, they're generally a lot more laid back. The stereotype, it does exist. They're, they're a bit more crude. I feel a bit more reserved in what I would share, like information about naughty things. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I said before. I feel polite and the stereotype does sometimes hold up. Yeah. They're, they come from somewhere for sure. Definitely. I mean, do you feel like since moving away, you have more appreciation for your home country or maybe you kind of see the bad stuff more now? I don't know which way it, does it go. Yeah, I think it's actually gone towards me appreciating our culture before I, I definitely didn't um, think of myself as, as any kind of nationality, really. I didn't think about that ever. And in fact, as I was growing up, because I'm a quarter Australian, I've got a dual citizenship. Uh, and cool. my dad used to bully me into supporting Australia for certain sporting events. You know, only the ones that Australia was likely to win. And he would sometimes get that wrong. And then when England won... I would get all the stick in the playground. So I felt a bit like I wasn't the Brit. Um, but yeah, in the last 10 years, it's kind of come back. And after doing this podcast, I've kind of explored the culture and learned quite a lot about it. So I'm excited to go back to the UK, which I never thought I would, you know, 10 years ago, I was, I was running off to South America, hoping to explore the world. So yeah, I'm starting to enjoy it. The idea of it. I think that's one of the huge, huge benefits of travel or just going to another country is you see your own country in, in a new light, don't you? And you yeah. appreciate things that maybe you took for granted before. Um, yeah, I mean, even kind of the, the dirty, grimy streets of London, I kind of see as quite, uh, quite, quite nice now. It's just very, <laughs> you know, very London. <laughs> quite nice. I like that. Quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, walking around here, um, so I'm in Sydney in a, in a village called Balmain and it's a bay off to the inner east side of like the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the Opera House and you can kind of see it. Um, and most of the time they have really sunny weather apart from the fires that we that we received uh, upon getting to Australia and wow. the lockdown and then there's been floods. But apart from those extremes... Generally, day to day, it's shorts and a jumper and a pair of like, oh, I was about to say sunnies there. That's an Aussie word, isn't it? Ah. You would say sunglasses? Yeah, I, I guess so. We, we wouldn't say that, but it's understandable. Yeah, sunglasses. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah. love Australian slang. Yeah. Yeah. Walking around here, I feel like I'm in, have you seen the, the show The Good Place? No, no. It's, uh, it's basically heaven in in the person's imagination and i feel like i'm in that place it's like a pixar animation of just the perfect city and it really does feel like that most of the time you go on a ferry instead of the london underground you go on an actual like glorious expedition throughout the harbor and it's amazing sun's blaring uh, glaring and uh, yeah it's um it feels like it's it's heaven or paradise and I'm looking forward to wanting to go away. You know, in England, we have this kind of hope of the next holiday. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But in Sydney, <laughs> you don't need to. You're in that place constantly. So we haven't yeah. really traveled much because we're like, well, this is a bloody nice city. 
let's just enjoy it. So, yeah, that, that's what I wonder. Like people who you know were born in, say Switzerland. You know, I, I view Switzerland as like this beautiful place where you know, everyone everyone wants to to visit. But I feel I feel like when you live in such a beautiful country, I wonder if just your, your desire to travel is so much lower because you know it's it's hard to see anywhere better. Yeah, I mean, just to make you feel better about where you are, it's been like, I think it's been since pretty much like September last year. It's been the same temperature. It's been cold, jacket weather, and it's it's May and it's still cold today. I've got a blanket on my legs. It's not improving. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a blanket on my legs. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. I noticed that in Germany, putting a blanket over your legs you know um set the scene it was um oh gosh what's the the hot drink that we always drink gluvine gluvine oh i don't know that okay it's like um we we've got another word for it what's the word that we use the the hot wine that we drink on bonfire oh, night mold wine mold wine yeah so their okay. version of mold wine gluvine and you um sit watching the sort of markets or whatever getting drunk on a Sunday with glue vine and yeah, the, the blankets, I didn't have one on. I was freezing and then I put it on. It's amazing how much heat comes from the thighs. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you need like a cat or a dog just to have on your lap. That's, that's what I need. <laughs> well, yeah. what, what do you miss about home? What do you miss about, I don't know if you consider it home, I don't know, home changes as you go through life. Right. But what do you, what do you miss about the UK? Um, yeah. Anything specific that you want to go back and see or experience? Yeah, the the main thing for me, I'm now 32. I was about to say 30. I'm 32, and um, since having been having been in Australia, my sister has had two children. Um, Stacy, my partner, her siblings have had two children. So there's a a big family waiting for us to to connect with. Um, so we're we're excited to go back. And quite a few friends are getting married. Um, and yeah, I, I reconnected with a couple of them the last time I was back in the UK to see another friend get married. And, and it just reminded me of how good my friends, how good the friendship is amongst my school friends. So going back to see them, family, um, have a bit of hope for holidays still. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that. And, and the pubs, of course. Yeah. But they do have pubs. They've got they call them hotels here because there's a weird thing with off oh, license. Really? Yeah, it's hard to get a license for alcohol without having a bed. <laughs> I don't know why that helps. But maybe if you, you sleep yeah. off your drunkenness, maybe in the bed. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're all called hotels. In, in fact, the one next to me uh, is called the London Hotel. It's very okay. Nice. Does it does it have that London vibe, like England feel inside, or is it just just in the name? Really, they try, they try to, but I feel like everywhere I've gone, they can't do it right. They just yeah, don't yeah. have it. I don't know if you've experienced any British pubs outside. Yeah, I've been to like British pubs, Irish pubs in Japan. Obviously, very different culture, and they, they try their best to kind of replicate the feeling. It's just it's just not the same. It's not the same. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Though. Yeah, I would imagine it's. It's the long, it's the fact that the building has existed as what it's meant to be for that function for so many years. There's something about that that makes it feel real, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's many pubs in London that just, it's got the date on it and it was like 400 years 
you know, this this pub was established 400 years ago or something, and it's it's been a pub for that many centuries. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I I just released an episode on, I can't remember what it was on. Oh, the 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 tiger that went for a pint. Do you know who Sean Locke is, the comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest so, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. God, that was a shock to me when I realized. Yeah. Um, so he did a parody of the ti- the children's book, The Tiger Who Came for Tea, which was a, quite an old one. And he did The Tiger Who Went for a Pint or The Tiger Who Came for a Pint. And uh, yeah, he mentioned a lot of um, funny things in that. And um, when I was doing that episode, I realized or I heard a fun fact about pubs is that um, I don't know if you know this, why there's a picture often associated with the pub name. Oh. No, I've never, never considered that. No, why? Apparently, it was because pubs were present before general literacy among the masses. Wow. Yeah. And the, and the if you look at the picture, I mean, they've probably changed now, but most of them were around the idea of the brewing process so that people knew where to go to get drunk without oh, being able I, to read. I love things like that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pay more attention to that and see if I can notice these pictures. So, so you mean like... Outside the pub, there's usually like an old swinging sign with the name and a picture underneath. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be swinging. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Creaky, creaky swinging sign. Yeah. Rusty old sign. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm going to see if I can notice that on my walk today. And that's so cool. Yeah. That's really interesting to know. Mm. How about um, one thing I wrote down here? Beans on toast. Do you miss that? Do you still have that? You can still get that. Amazingly, you can still get that. I, I occasionally have it. I don't miss it too much. Uh, my partner is a very good cook, so rarely do I get the chance to be so simple nowadays. <laughs> yeah, beans I, on toast is a, is a very kind of I can't cook kind of meal. Yeah, but I still like it. Still like it. Yeah. No, no. What I do miss bacon, bacon. Okay. Oh. Okay. So I know American bacon is very different from British bacon. Do you not have bacon in the in? In Australia, yeah, or is it different? They've got it. It's not like American where it's like long, streaky and really crispy. It's a bit closer to the real thing if the real thing is British bacon. But it's not. It's still not the same. It's still not as good. I don't know. I think it's a different cut of the, the pork. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's something that we drool over most weekends. We're like, oh, I can't wait for a bacon sandwich. <laughs> Do you, do you remember what it's called? The the slang term in England? Have you been away long enough to forget? Oh, yeah, I should have said bacon butty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but what's bacon sarnie? Is that the same or is that just like a northern thing? Bacon sarnie? I would guess that it's more northern, but I do know it just as much. Yeah, sarnie, butty. Yeah, sarnie, butty. Yeah, bacon yeah. butty. But yeah, I, I think <laughs> Americans get very mad because they say, you know, British bacon is just ham. It's not bacon. But I don't know. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't appreciate that. I think I I once heard somebody misspeak and say the A instead of a in the second word. Um, what what do you mean? I'm trying to think. I'm doing a riddle for you. In, in, in baking butty, butty, instead of the a in the second word, it was an A. Is this a bad word? Can I say it? It's just a bit naughty. It's it's a bit slang, and especially in cancel culture nowadays. Bacon batty. Do, do I know this word? Bacon batty. 
Batty's like a crazy person, though. Batty is, yes. That's a nicer way to look at it. I think it is also a derogatory word for homosexual. Yeah. I never heard that. Okay. Ah, yeah. I guess I'm not not hanging out with the right people then. So, I mean, that's that's good to know so I can avoid offending people by using it accidentally. But Batty, okay. Yeah. And I know you know this, but cigarettes are not called fags in America. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so fang is derogatory for a homosexual person, right? Yeah, yeah, they really, yeah, re- really react to that one. Yeah, they, they ruined our ruined our nice word for cigarettes we have here. We can't say that in America, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, may- maybe the final point I want, final question I want to ask you is: Have you picked up any, apart from Sunny's, any Australian slang expressions or anything that maybe have worked the way into your vocabulary while you've been there for the past couple of years? When I came here, we heard a girl in a shop wish us a nice Arvo. She said, have a good Arvo. And I know it's probably really obvious if you just like Google Aussie slang, but we were just like, what is she talking about? Like Arvo, afternoon. But they, they do O's on the end of everything. And um, Arvo is one that originally we were like, that is so Australian. We'll never be able to feel comfortable saying that. And now I do say it. I do say it occasionally, but I do it thinking that I'm, you know, trying to be funny. Oh, I'm an Australian kind of thing. I've said Bossolo before because they don't (laughs) understand what off license means. It's funny you're mentioning these are the exact ones we had before. Do Do you know English with Adriana? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I had her on the podcast before. She's Australian. And she gave me these exact ones. And she said, Arvo. And I was like, well, a- avocado, maybe? <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we thought that. I thought, wishing us a good avocado. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can you think of any more O words, for example? Uh, servo is in service, like petrol mm-hmm. station. Um, there are loads, but it's, you know, when you recall things, you can't really do it very well. Yeah, you've got to be in the moment, I suppose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One term that I'm I'm now aware of is bogan. Have you heard of this word? The closest would be to chav is to bogan, but they have a different style, just like every culture. They've got a different style of, of what it means. And um, yeah, everyone is like very, you know, ah, oh, that's bogan. Ah, oh, don't be so bogan. Kind of if they're trying mm-hmm. to be a little bit more higher class, they they always say that is bogan don't do that kind of thing okay it's making me think i'm doing loads of bogan things but it's just their way of saying it's not classy kind of thing yeah 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 i think that's a good word as well in england for those who don't know listening this is chav right that's what you said so like i I don't want to define it in an offensive way but i guess lower class young people I i don't know yeah, dictionary it. says a young lower class person typified by brash and loutish behaviour. Hmm. Hooligans, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. So yeah, but a- again, it's um, yeah, it's just a different type of person because of the culture, the climate, and the surroundings. But a bogan doesn't look anything like a chav. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine that. Another one that I love, I, I watched a lot of Bondi Vets. Maybe you've heard of that or seen that. I haven't. I haven't. 
No? It's like a vet, you know, a vet show looks after animals in Bondi in Australia. Oh, right. And, you know, it's it's really kind of casual and nice. They're, you know, it's very sunny, but they're just taking care of animals and pets. And one thing they always say on there is like, how you going? How you, How going, you going? How you going? Yeah, yeah. That one I, I've I've mentioned before. It still throws me off. <laughs> it, it's so simple though, but it's just it, it's basically you're right. It's yeah. us saying that, but for some reason it makes me want to tell them about my life, and they never want that. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's a bit awkward. I, I still don't know how to respond to it. Oh, I love it. I mean. I guess in in the UK we kind of say more, maybe it's an American expression, but we say "How's it going?" Yeah. But in Australia, I hear "How how are you going? How are you going?" Yeah, yeah. I think that's what makes me want to divulge too much information because they're tapping into a you know how are you you more personal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think of you all right. Do you say that still? Is that a thing? All right. I. I try not to. I, I feel like I like to be a bit more genuine. Like, hello, how are you? It feels like I I care more. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, but when you're walking past somebody, and you're not stopping to chat, I say the same. I say, hey, how are you? And if if I say it quickly, it maybe implies I don't really want an answer. You know, <laughs> hey, how are you? Bye. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think most people would say, you're right, you're right. You're right? Yeah, I feel like that's really British, but yeah. Yeah, was there anything else? Yeah. I did make a note. Uh, oh, cool. Oh, ute, a ute. Do you know what a ute is? No, no, no. A utility vehicle. They've got this like flatbed sort of souped up. This is a lot of um, de- definitions that you've got to do <laughs> for people. But souped up means like a car that has been treated by a mechanic to make it look superficially nicer and uh, yeah they have this culture of souping up a utility vehicle it used to be practical and it would hold lots of you know stuff for a builder but now they've created this kind of culture around it where it's a cool like fast and furious kind of look Mm. and it's called a ute and they say ah chuck it in the ute mate (laughs) Okay, that's good. I, I need to Google that. Maybe I can put a picture if I can find one on the show notes. Yeah, yeah, do U- it. Yeah, U-T-E. Something that probably would make no sense. Okay, okay. I didn't expect U-T-E. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. Well, maybe what we can do now. So for the listeners, they will not notice anything unless they go over to the private podcast. So just to explain to you, I've got a members version of the podcast too, which has a much smaller audience. So you can you know, maybe relax a bit more and not worry there's so many people listening or watching and i'm going to give you like some bonus questions which is what i'm calling a quick fire round but i've also written down here that it doesn't have to be that quick you know you're welcome to expand a little bit if you want to don't feel pressured to like you know answer too quickly yeah and then we can come back afterwards and and say goodbye sounds good yeah I want to be respectful of your time and, you know, we can hop back into the main podcast episode now. But before we go, do you want to let people know where they can find out more about you, listen to the podcast and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, the British English podcast.com is the site that I put a lot of energy into every single day. Load of learning resources, free ones for you to enjoy. 
And I think there's about 70 episodes now. Um, yeah. And the YouTube channel, Real English with Real Teachers. Yeah. Perfect. I will link everything up in the show notes if people would rather click. They can find it directly there. And I, I do have to say as a side note, I you know, checked out your website a little bit and I love your website. Just like the layout, the design, everything is so beautiful. I don't know if you made it or someone else did it, but I think it looks amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate that because I did make it. It was all me and it took Whoa, ages. That's incredible. <laughs> You've got a talent then. <laughs> thank you. Nice. Well, well, thank you very much for chatting. Hopefully when people are listening to this, there might be an episode that we did on your podcast at some point in the future or, or past. I don't know when this comes out. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're going to record one in an, in the next couple of days. So uh, yeah, hope you guys can listen to that one. Yeah, listen to that and then check out all the other ones if you haven't already. What have we agreed to do it on? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Travel experiences or something like that? I, I haven't seen it for a week, so I've forgotten. D didn't we say about um, your like your um, childhood years, your teenage years, and your adulthood? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I didn't have a a deep read because I thought I had to. I do it closer to the time, but yeah, that sounds that sounds right. I've caught you out. I've caught you out. But yes, that that's what <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna dive deep, guys, into uh, the life and soul of the host of your show so you've got to come and listen to that right i'm excited it sounds good <laughs> thank you so much though it's been a pleasure meeting you and chatting with you today and i'm sure the listeners enjoyed it too so thank you for your time thank you very much it was a pleasure you're a very very enjoyable host to be hosted by is that how you'd say it hosted i suppose so yeah makes sense to me it's a bit clunky so don't don't use that one guys <laughs> listen to the other vocabulary but yeah thank you very much really appreciated it thank you thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode today i really hope you're enjoying my podcast remember you can become a member at levelupenglish.school over there you can join me for regular group classes podcast transcripts a private podcast and much much more so join the community at levelupenglish.school and click on the members button. Also, if you want to ask a question for me to answer on this podcast, you can go to levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And there you can ask me an audio or written question and I will do my best to answer in a future episode of the podcast. But for now, thank you for listening.